listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out by visiting www.magicandmedicine.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Today, for today's show, we're going to talk about positivity, keeping positive in a time of negativity and stress. And we all know what's going on in the news, that the pandemic, the election coming up, you know, there's a time of Trump, the racism, and global pandemic. And it seems like there's so much and so much information being shot at us that it's easy to get sucked into the day-to-day drama and to get overwhelmed by the information. But how do we keep sane? I mean, I have found myself getting angry and upset at every ludicrous thing that the president has done and says. Sometimes I can't believe what I'm actually hearing and seeing. But what I do know is that there is this lack of respect for our fellow humans. We see there's violence towards voters, those who are trying to protect their citizens with mandating, you know, pandemic guidelines, you know, like wearing a mask. The Michigan governor who, um, there was a group of 13 who tried to plot, kidnap her and possibly kill her because they didn't like the orders that she was trying to put in place in her state in order to protect them, to prevent others from catching and spreading the virus. It's very interesting how people claim that their constitutional rights are being violated when they're told to wear a mask to protect themselves and others. I think the people who are wearing masks and um, are being violated by are having their rights to being healthy violated by those who choose not to wear a mask because they're they're infecting them and they don't have the, the right to kill someone else. They don't because they're being irresponsible. And then we have the president's lack of respect for the office of presidency, uh, for election debate protocol, for the elderly. I mean, look at the things he said. I mean, I can go on and on for days, but this show is not about him. You know, there is this fear that people have for being attacked just for being who they are, for being different. I know I've felt that going for walks. I've never had to carry mace with me um, while I'm walking until recently because of what's going on, because of people being harassed. 
minding their own business, wearing their masks or walking, being a person of color, being harassed. And that's the first time since, well, in this, since I've moved to this neighborhood that I felt that much afraid. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not, not great. Let me tell you, not great at all. So, I mean, and I'm not the only one who feels that way. There are plenty of others who are enduring, who are feeling this way, who are getting harassed. And it's, and, and they, and if that fear takes over them, I've had people, you know, people of color, friends, black friends of mine who have been verbally attacked at a public park. You know, I had, there was a member of my community, a neighbor, who is very well known for speaking out against Black Lives Matter and whose property is, is adorned with Trump merchandise. So much so that another neighbor has decided to um, put their beliefs, their political beliefs, um, and try to make the area more welcoming by posting signs. And as I did, saying things that um, in this house we believe, blah, 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 blah. Uh, just to try to make a comforting, welcoming neighbor sense of community here. That a park down the street, uh, there were Klan stickers posted on the uh, uh, public property, the playground where little children play, and it's very disturbing that little kids go to the park and they see pictures of the KKK on equipment that doesn't make you feel safe at all. But through all of this, we do have to remain strong and positive despite these fearful times that we are in, where many of us literally fear leaving our homes. When you are under high emotional stress or upset, you really need to be careful and aware of what kind of energy you are projecting and attracting. Remember, because what energy you put out, you're also attracting it towards you. Excuse me, I had to get a drink. <laughs> now, our children are watching us, even though we think they're not. They're the people that are coming behind us and we have to set an example on how for for them in regards to how they should live their lives we should teach them the spiritual ways of the ancient ones i always go back to that because our ancestors even though they they didn't live in our time period they they have knowledge and um things that they could that they could teach us or that they have they could pass on to us that will help us through today. And so we should also try not hiding the teaching of the ancestors of the ancient ones from children, but 
teaching them, exposing them to it so that they too can be better prepared to face the world when it is time for them to leave the nest. They're never too young. Children are never too long, young to learn. We have to bring it down to their level so, um, so they can understand. And trust me, believe me, they do understand more than we think they do. <clears throat> when children have the gift of commune, communing with spirits, as some, as, as some do and often reveal to us, but we oftentimes push it aside or say they're too young or don't believe it's true, which is very irresponsible on our part. But when they do that, when they you know, reveal to us they have the gift of communing, communing with spirits, we should listen to them. For they can sometimes deliver messages from the spirit, spirit realm that can contribute to our well-being and they might have a message for us and they too, they can teach us they're wiser than we think they are and we're never too old to learn just like they're never too old to teach us uh, never too young excuse me to teach us many of us don't realize that our children must learn how to protect themselves spiritually at a young age yes they need to know how to do it and it is our duty to teach them to connect them with the ancestors, to go to the ancestors and ask them to teach our children. And if we don't know what to do, if we don't know how to teach them, then we ourselves need to go to our ancestors, go to our altar, pray, and ask the ancestors to guide us so that we may ourselves be able to teach the young. And our children need to know that they too can go to the ancestors anytime, not just when they're asking for help, to talk to them, to just sit with them, hang out with them. And teach them about Igbo, okay? What's Igbo? Offering, showing gratitude. Teach your children now how to be thankful or grateful when someone does them a favor or when someone teaches them something or talks with them or shares something to them. And, and the easy way to do that is start help them, you know, start set up their little altar and show them, you know, show them what to do so they can leave offerings for the ancestors. They show how they're grateful. And trust me, they'll be so dedicated, much more than we ever probably will. If you, you teach them young, the children, they, they will love it. You can teach them young as soon as they, they you know how to put, put hold things and put them down and to talk, you can teach them. And also be an example. You practice too, so they can see you doing it. I do that. My son asks me a lot of questions about my altar. He's nine. And I tell him. And sometimes he sat with me, which is nice. And it's good for them to see this and to practice it themselves so they don't grow up into selfish and ungrateful people. That they know how to respect others and value li the lives of others. And that they don't take things and people for granted. And if we guide the children when they are young, the pra these practices will stick with them into adulthood. 
and then they can pass it along to their children. And all of this is a way of elevating the vibration of our world, the way of ensuring that the generations that are follow the generations to come show respect to their ancestors because one day you'll be an ancestor and you'll someone will come to you and ask for help or guidance or prayer or something and you'll be able to teach them too and all of that's that's helping your 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 lineage and helping them stay in contact with the culture the um so, so you can continue. So you can help them, as well. So it's our ancestors want the best for us, and they, they don't want to hurt us. They want us to prosper, and to have great abundance. Now that just doesn't mean money and material things. It, it, it's more than that on a much deeper level, and it helps you to become a better person, as well. By learning about nature, okay, by teaching, uh, you know, we, through our ancestors, we learn a lot about nature as well. They teach us to respect the earth and you, what we can utilize from the earth for our own health and benefit. And by learning about nature and its energetic properties and forces, we learn how to better equip ourselves to move more gracefully through life, whether we have to work hard or whether we have greater ease, which is our birthright. We begin to know and understand the source of our problems. And we learn how to deal with our obstacles and challenges and in return, and in turn being taught which force of nature to work with to help us to relieve our suffering so that we're all working together. So we're working with nature and nature, nature is working with us because we all are one. We all are connected. We, some of us just don't understand that yet. We're not at that point where we completely understand it. And it's important. It's very important to reach and guide those who are coming up behind us so that they can enjoy a sense of prosperity, accomplishment, and relative contentment and peace. That's what we want for the future generations. That's what our ancestors want for us. And the only way to achieve that is to not keep this valuable information hidden from anyone. Teach them. It's important. And it helps us also to get through these times of great negativity and stress. It helps us have a more positive outlet, uh, outlook. You know, go to the end, go to your ancestors. I, I find so much contentment and relief when I go to my ancestor altar and I just sit sometimes. I'm so overwhelmed sometimes I don't even have words to say. I just go sit there. I light my candles, my incense and everything, and I just sit there, hang out with them. I feel comforted. I get messages. And it helps me, helps, helps me deal with the fear and negativity, the upsetness that I, the upset that I feel when I watch the news. 
or when I think about what's going on today. And I, I am told many things how to deal with what's going on, what I can do to keep myself sane. And it always brings me such peace. And that's the ancestors telling me, helping me, guiding me. But in order to, to lessen negativity, we must change our mentalities so that they are much more purposeful. I learned that from the ancestors as well. We have to analyze our own inner selves. What's at our core? What is at our core? What's inside? What do we value? And adjust our egos. Check those attitudes, y'all. Check the attitudes. Some of us really need to take a good look at ourselves and try to understand why we have an attitude towards someone or something that is not of good, that is not... Um, uh, that's not positive, and then we have to see how that's uh, see how that's affecting us because it does, it does. And we must raise our consciousness, and that's that can only come when you when you sit down and connect with the ancestors and realize that there's more to the universe than you. Okay, there's more than what you can see. There's more than um, one dimension. And we, we must work with a spiritual cultivation system like gardening, for instance. The ancestors will guide us, teach us, and protect us. But we must build a relationship with them and always show our gratitude via Igbo, our offerings. You know, building a spiritual cultivation system is like gardening, Right? The, the ancestors, they'll be there to guide us. They'll be there to teach us, but you have to plant the seed. And how do you plant the seed? You start by going to them to build that relationship and you nurture it, like watering a plant, feeding a plant, you nurture it. So you're building upon this relationship and it grows into this beautiful plant and it gets healthy and beautiful the more you tend to this relationship with your your spirit team, your ancestors. And it's so sad that we live in a society that doesn't believe in the invisible world because it prevents many of us from ever achieving the level of enjoyment that is possible for us all. And when, spirit, you know, when spirits communicate with us, they communicate via thought form. You know, the words that you hear, pictures, things in your mind. But often we, often we dismiss these communications and we miss out. We miss out on knowledge, advice, or warning. And we, we ultimately may even end up suffering because we ignored it. And you hear it. Sometimes they get louder and they try to come back. They come back, try to get at you from different angles so that you listen, but you don't. Say, oh, that's crazy talk. 
it's craziness. That's just my imagination, blah, blah, blah. And then what happens is that you miss out and then you end up suffering. We must embrace our ancestors, teach the young so we can help elevate the vibration of our world. And that's a message that we should take and value. Um, I have a book that you should, that I'm recommending. I'll put it in the, uh, the show notes as well. It's called Ancestor Paths, Honoring Our Ancestors and Guardian Spirits Through Prayers, Rituals, and Offerings. Second edition by Alo Dokin. Dokin. Um, I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. I strongly, that's a very good book. It, especially for those who want to connect, want, who don't know where to start in honoring your ancestors and connecting with them and learning from them. That's a good place to start. It's even good for those who, even, those who practice regularly, who, who go to their ancestors regularly. It's a very good book. I highly suggest that you read it. And thank you for joining me again for another episode of It's All Good. May you walk in peace and may every day be a great day.